one of my, like this guy today <laughs> gets a job, signs up with the team, got a referral to get in so he didn't have to really go through much of an interview process, pulls his back and spends the first month of the company dragging himself up the stairs, <laughs> laying on the floor to still do deals. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. what's wrong with you, brother? <laughs> uh, slip disc. I think I, uh, no, I mean in your head. Oh, oh, just, yeah. Well, you started a new company. You want to start off on a good track. Um, and, you know, first impressions mean everything. So I just want to make sure that despite the injury, uh, my effort is still going to be there. So that's all it was. Yeah, this is the, the respect level. This is, the this Tom is like my Brady man crush episode. Yeah. This is the Tom Brady of So we're talking to, on the show today is Ian. Ian has been here off and on um, for more than, what, you have Seven five, years. Yeah, five, six years. Going on there, yeah. Right? Because Becca, we had on the episode before, was she hit seven. And you have been here. You came in a, a group of people that's still here. You, Taylor, yeah. you guys were hired in the same, in the same group. Mm-hmm. Why do you stick around? Um. Well, obviously, That's not we very all, nice way to put it. No, no, it's because obviously we need to make money, you know, uh, to survive. But how you make the money makes a difference as you get older. You know, um, there's jobs out there when you're younger that you're able to to grind, but you don't see the rewards from it. Uh, this type of medium, I felt, directly translate into the outcome. So as, as whatever I put into the work. I see the returns on it. And there's very few positions out there that you get to experience that, you know? Um, so, yeah. I think um, if you if you could, like, peek behind our text threads, yeah. Ian, my guy, and I, when we it's text each other. It's just sports highlights. Like, nonstop. <laughs> but a lot of it is we're, we're very similar in terms of, you know, winners, why we put in the effort, why we do what we do. And results matter, but this is one thing that you never, this is one thing I respect the heck out of you for. Results matter, but you don't do a deal to do a deal. Yeah. And what I mean by that is every time you've demonstrated you, you're going to reach a milestone, you're going to do something for the team, something great, it is a deal that still makes sense for the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, especially in the brokerage game, uh, mortgage game, rather, it's like there's a lot of brokerages out there. There's a lot of mortgage agents out there that might not have the best interest in mind. But I carry this new ball brand as if my name was the owner. You know, if I was the CEO of this place and reputation means everything, um, I I doubt you would want anything to, you know, put any your reputation at a lower, lower level. So. Try to maintain that level of respect for the company, the name, the brand. And I kind of, I liken it to my own brand, you know, like, you know, try to look out for people, as many people as you can, you know. Yeah, my seat's open if you if you. Yeah. I was going to say, if I ever open a company, I know who my brand ambassador is. <laughs> if you want my job, I'll, I'm ready to walk away. Yeah. Uh, so let's quickly talk, talk on, touch on how you got to then freedom now newboro because it was not what you you were not a license or you were you weren't a licensed agent i don't think no first it was my no new uh freedom lending was my first mortgage gig um i was brought in by a gentleman that worked here at the time 
that person is a close friend of mine. I actually gave him his first sales job. So I kind of gave him like training when it comes to the sales aspect of the position at the time. And uh, he would always tell me every once in a while, every time we met up, he'd be like, hey, man, you need to join this company because like I'm doing well. And with your sales skills, I feel you do really well. It was one of those things at the time I was trying to be a firefighter. There was other things I was working on. And, uh, you know, to go from a salary position to straight commission is a bit daunting. Um, but in hindsight, you know, like everything went well. Uh, I got into the company, um, did well fairly quick, and just hope to be as consistent as I can, you know. You got that on lockdown. Um, <laughs> what, what is, let's t- touch on that for a sec. What, uh, what drew, drew you to fighting fires and being a fireman? Uh, the helping people aspect, you go to a firefighter, um, any firefighter, and you ask them if they love their job, and 100% they will say that they love their job. Um, there's not too many jobs out there where a person working it would say the same thing. Um, and no one, you know, no one comes fresh out of school and be like, I want to be a mortgage agent. You know, it's one of those things that people usually, you know, fall into indirectly. Um but yeah, I want to be a firefighter generally to help people enjoy what I do. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the reason why. So can you say that income. like this job kind of in some way can mm, have parallels or similarities to that firefighting job fulfillment wise? Fulfillment wise, yes. Um, you just don't get the same type of respect. <laughs> as a mortgage yeah, agent, yeah, as you would as sure. a firefighter, you're a hero you know, in red. Yeah. yeah. But um, a lot of times with the firefighter, you know, people think about you know putting out fires and things like that. But a lot of it's the dirty work, the cleanup afterwards, yeah. the breakdown, the overhaul. Um, and a lot of people don't think about that in the mortgage agent situation either. You know, you think about approving deals, submitting deals, but there's a lot of like things you handle multiple things multitasking multiple parties you're dealing with trying to correspond you know logistically and everything like that so um, there's a lot of dirty work with the mortgage agent industry not as in like shady stuff but more so like like the vetting process um speaking to underwriters looking after the client's interest you know speak negotiating with lenders on behalf of the clients and it's not easy but you got to do it for the best job right for the best product let's talk about the pivotal moment in our relationship and i know you don't want to talk about this one today but we're going to touch on it briefly and not so much in a because i'm i'm happy i'm all happy to have you on the team but there was that moment where the the industry the environment it just wasn't working for you and you needed to step back and take a break yeah so like to go back and i've thought about this quite often and still do um, I can't give a simple answer to that because it's not really a simple question. Yeah, I get um, that. I mean, there's multiple things or, you know, reasons what led me to that, to leaving at the time. Um, you can, you can, you can reference my, the way I was brought up or, you know, the, the values that my dad put into me. Um, even if it was like a, you know, it might've just been a natural progression that I felt was natural progression in that type of role as a mortgage agent or brokerage in a startup company at the time. Um, you know, there's multiple reasons, you know, the person that brought me in was no longer working there. So, you know, could have been a loyalty thing, but you know, looking back now, 
Like I know certain things I know. And, you know, at 18 years old, I knew at 10 year old, when I was 10, I didn't know anything. You know, when I was 20, I didn't know anything. You know, now that I'm approaching 40, I know at the, you know, when I was 30. Give some credit. <laughs> I, what I thought I knew had figured out it wasn't really the case. And, you know, it's what can you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? And at that time, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this yeah. for the rest of my life. Um, but as you get older, you start to realize things, you have commitments, things that you need to take care of. And I felt that this place would allow me to achieve those goals and provide for my family. And having a, a manager, I don't like to look at you as a manager, you know, but you technically essentially are, but to, for someone that can see what my strengths are and allows me to, you know, flourish in this type of industry, like that's rare, man. So I had to come back. You know? Here's my favorite part, right? You you text me, you start talking, <laughs> yeah. right? And I I go right away to Ali, right to Ali. Yeah. I pull her aside and I'm like, "This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And what was your reaction? Because I remember your reaction. I was like. Hell yeah. Right? I thought for sure you were going to be like, no way. Yeah. No way. And right away you were like, absolutely. It makes 100% sense. He's you. You're him. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think that also just speaks to um, his character, right? So there's a lot of people that have come and gone. There's people who have left and come back and haven't stayed as long or whatever the case is. Um, But who you are as a person speaks to who you are as a person. Like, so it was an, an a-okay for me. I mean, I know unnecessary football numbers now because <laughs> they matter somehow, but yeah, yeah. Um, he's always had obviously a piece of my heart. And I mean, what better than sitting beside someone who reminds you of you all day, <laughs> just reassures you of the fact that you're doing something right. <laughs> right. Like I, well, I went to you, I went to Becca first before I even mentioned it to anybody else. Just yeah. Because I wanted that raw reaction and both of you, I should have asked her today. So would this would be yeah. have a synergy, but she was also the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that speaks to to you, how you carry yourself in here. So you and I are really into sports and we always talk about leadership and performing. You want to be a volume performer. You have to volume shooter. You have to be a volume performer. You mm-hmm. have to be able to to do those things. And one of the things I respect a lot about you is if I implement something in training, you action it your own way. Yeah. You don't use my words, but we mentioned this on another episode, but you take so much ownership of it that yeah. I really respect that about oh, I know. how you carry it and how you action things. Yeah, it's important because, I mean, I like... <laughs> Okay, I like to reference like therapy and I'll use my own opinion about therapy. Therapy is great if you apply what you're learning in therapy. You know, if you're just going there every, you know, every week, once a week to vent and carry on living the way you do, it might not be the most effective thing that you're participating in. Same thing with training. You know, you go to these training sessions, it's assist to learn. And the only way to learn and see the results is by applying what you learn. Um, and I know you're not here to bullshit anyone. Like, this is not filler. You, you know, you want people to do well. And that's why you're training them to do well. Um, and you wouldn't tell us to do something that doesn't work. That's what I say all the time. Right. Yeah. So um, I realized that from day one. Um, 
training sessions were big, even at our old office, a smaller office, uh, every Wednesdays. Um, I used to look, I used to look forward to those meetings, you know, those motivational videos in the morning yeah. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, man, like training, it only works if you apply it. Right. Yeah. And so I, agree. I try to apply it. That's why training fails is because yeah. you get excited about it. You pay, you know, Tony Robbins, right. You pay these people and you go and you ingest this material and you come back and you action it once doesn't work maybe twice, three times. And then you're like, Oh, and you lose that kind of mm-hmm. that momentum. Yeah. That's why we try and do it is so often because if we don't, drill home customer service. We don't yeah. drill home how important it is to connect with people and the stories and trying to go deeper and learn more about a client. You'll forget. Yeah. yeah. And you'll start being an agent that focuses on rates and fees and yeah. those things don't close mortgages. They don't help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Here. you can only, I guess you, they, the common saying is bring a horse to water. You can't make them drink. Right. So you can provide our team as many tools as you have, um, which would obviously be applied to their success, but if they don't apply them, and chances are they're not going to be as successful. So that's what I guess separates a mortgage agent like our Tom Brady of Newboro here and other agents who aren't as successful and rotate out of the industry so fast. So it's one of those things where training obviously here is great and a lot of places don't, people don't have the privilege of that. But when you do have the privilege, it's what you do with it. Okay, so Ian, when a, long, a while ago when I was looking at uh, stats on reviews, mm. I would tease you and be like, Ian is a keyword. Yeah. So we have like helping and we have savings and we have credit and we have Google's tracks, all the, the words and all the reviews. And you're a, you're a <laughs> tracked word. Yeah. Like what is it about Newboro that you dive into and, and create positive interactions with clients? Like I said, like when I walk into this office every morning, I walk in like thinking like this is my company, you know, um, Reputation is everything. We talked about, touched on earlier. Uh, Google review is probably the only way you can kind of get a gauge of someone's reputation without meeting them in person because it's like a third-party way of kind of getting a review. Um, I mean, when I first thing I walk in, like I open my CRM, I go to Newborough Google, check the reviews first thing every morning, <laughs> I track the reviews. I take pride in those reviews. I tell clients all the time, like... Um, I take pride in them. I tell them that, you know, and I ask them to fill out reviews if they feel comfortable enough to do so. And, um, yeah, reviews are important in my opinion. I think so. I think uh, one of my favorite things about Google is that it is completely hands-off. I can't change it. I can't edit it. All I can do is respond like I have from day one to every single review. It's really me that responds. And I try and get to the bottom of why we didn't meet expectations or thank people for taking the time and the courage to share their own story when we do. And yeah. speaking of stories, you have done a lot of mortgages. I mean, last year was a an amazing year for you. Mm-hmm. Even though you missed a full month, you still knocked it out of the park. You did uh, well over 100 mortgages. Well, you got to have some client impact or some moments where you know that you really, yeah. you really solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think about this one time, um, recently moved to the country, uh, husband once getting into the country decided he didn't want to have a family life anymore and kind of racked up tons of debt and just left. Um, she was of, uh, of an ethnic background where, um, pride is everything. So she couldn't 
vent or talk about what she was going through to anyone, especially her family members, because she'd be judged upon. Um, so she really felt trapped. Um, she reached out to Newborough. She, I remember actually she called in on the hotline. I think it was like 1130 at night on a Thursday. And um, she was super, super timid on the phone. She wanted to ask questions, but didn't know even what kind of questions to ask. Um, and we must have spent like a 20 minute phone call that that late into the night. And she'd even fill out the application right away. And I felt that she's not the type of person that needs to be pressured, but give her her space. And sure enough, you know, within the, the following weekend, she filled out the application. And once we started working on the file, she's kind of opened up to be a bit more. Um, she was super stressed out, having to be in a new country, barely speaks the language, has two kids in school, and the debt load was just piling up more and more. And she was quickly becoming overwhelmed with it. Uh, we were able to provide a product where we paid off all her negative debt in full, lowered her monthly payments, freed up her cash flow. I was able to improve her credit score about 85 to 90 points in the span of nine months, uh, which we then used those improvements to get her into a better deal in the future. Um, now, funny enough, I asked her for a review and she said she would do so and she never did. And when I followed up with her, it goes right back to her culture where if anyone in her family or in her small circle seen her name talking about how she had to consolidate debt, it, it, it be, she'd be you know, looked at in negative light. So I, I completely understood what she had to say. So I told her, don't worry about the review. I'm just happy we were able to get something done for her. Uh, but... Like every time I talk to her, she's always crying because it's like, Ian, you helped me, you helped me. And like, it'd be like a year later and she referenced that, the feeling that she had at the time and just referencing it would have her, you know, you know, pile up tears again. So yeah, things like that definitely make an impact on your life and, you know, you, you feel better for helping them. Um, yeah. And it's also one of those things too, especially in the mortgage game, it's like if anyone, if she happened to call any other brokerage, I can't say the same that they would have looked after the way we looked after her, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be our client care services or follow-ups. Um, it's not just about getting people approved for money. It's literally trying to plan for their future to not ever have to do this again, you know? Yeah, I think that story is just telling to the fact that sometimes you have to take care of your clients, right? Yeah. A lot of people are looking for that TLC, um, especially newcomers to the country and whatnot. They're really looking for that guidance and to build that trust and rapport. And it's, I was saying this um, on other podcasts. It takes a lot of courage for someone to be transparent about their situation. Mm -hmm. Aside from their morals or their traditions or things that they're used to, mm -hmm. it takes a lot. So the yeah. average person, like we say, one in every 15 phone calls, you might have someone who's an open book. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our clients are very multi-layered and yeah. situations are very tough to talk about. And to, I guess, have that comfort and be able to trust someone, not only that they don't know, but a male from a, in a different country about finances yeah. is a whole set of challenges that that person's had scary. to overcome. Yeah, scary. Right? Most of the times they don't even, like you guys lay it out in, in you know, a worksheet that shows them, hey, you know, nobody or rare, rarely do people sit down, put all their credit card bills on the table and make a, a, a running total or a ledger saying, oh, I owe 10 grand on that card. It's at 22%. Mm -hmm. Oh, I owe seven grand on this card. It's at 19%. And look at the finances as a whole. Then they leave car payments out. They leave insurance payments out. They leave Netflix out. They leave the things that are actually on the credit cards that are driving that up. So you guys really take, when you take the time 
to show them. And we're working on, we were working on a file the other day where the other brokerage didn't do that. They just gave them a product and now they're here saying, well, the product they gave me doesn't work because I was left with all this debt, but the rate was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, the penalty to break that really good rate is almost 20 or 15. It's 20% tw- of yeah. the mortgage amount. That's insane. I just wasn't taking yeah. the time like you guys do. And when you yeah. take the time, you get those stories where, you know, you've impacted them, you've changed them. And there's yeah. just, there's so many. One of the things we were talking about for Instagram and social media was, oh, we need content. We're yeah. trying to make this content up when in reality, you guys are sitting on 10 years. We're coming up on, you know, a decade yeah. of actual content. One thing that um, puzzled me at the time, but then you and I later reconnected on, um, let's talk about it, where you one time were some, a little bit frustrated with me and you're like, man, you're changing things all the time. And I don't know if you're changing them because you don't know what's, what's, what's happening or what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Meryl, like, <laughs> let's well, talk about it. And now, and then we came full circle. You're like, yo, I, I get now. I yeah. now you're back. Now you're like, now I get what you. Now I see what we're doing. It's got, we're innovating. We're changing to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember that meeting now, and it's like you did. You was what you said in that meeting kind of annoyed me, but it's what a coach needed to say for the team. Um, and you know, pl- players look at game to game. You know, coach look at the season in the whole. So. It's just perspective at the time, and I realize that now. Like I said, going on forty, I realize that thirty, I didn't know much. So I don't know. Like we, I this is one of my. I'm older than you, but I, you know, we have a, a, a friendship that might be unlikely, but those are the things that. <clears throat> I've seen your growth. Well, sometimes men don't change, bro. They don't grow. True. You have true. grown. Yeah. Right, and it takes courage to be able to say. We won't get mushy, but it's it's courage to be able to sit back and look at yourself and say, I need to make these changes. It's true. Right. And we talk a lot about your upbringing and and and, you know, your heritage and what you've been brought up to believe. And you're making I know you're starting to make plans for the future for if you ever, when you do become a leader in your house, you become the dad or you mm-hmm. become and you're these you're making. Hey, these are hard. Dad. <laughs> well, he is. Cautious. That's right. His lovely dog. <laughs> Um, but you're making, you're making the, you're laying the groundwork now. That's not easy, right? Uh, I've been through some things. I know that those changes are hard as a, as an individual. So I, I give you a lot of respect for the way you came back in here and the way you've carried yourself and the way you've dedicated, you've, you know, you've bought into the change yourself mm-hmm. and you, you catch yourself, you have moments with me and you, you get yeah. right back on those. Wh- why'd you make, why'd you decide to make those changes? Um, I think it's, it goes back to what my you know, my father taught me as a child. You know, like life's you know as a man or as a person, it's all about being having good character. And the only way I know, well, I realize this more and more as I get older, is that your character is only good is if you're able to work on those flaws or thing flaws or things that you don't do well. You know, things that you wish you could do better. You know, so um life's about growth you know so it's just every little thing you know i try to do better it's not always successful you know sometimes i get super frustrated and my temper short as ever but yeah just a growing process man just trying 
The process, I think, for uh, a mortgage agent from start to finish on the outside, and especially as a client, even before I ever got into the industry, I had no clue what my mortgage agent had to do to get it to the finish line. I think that's a lot of the the frustration you feel or you can feel as an agent. Because mm-hmm. yeah. clients, they shouldn't know. Yeah. Right? It's not for them to know. You it's don't want to see how the hot dogs are made, right? That's right. You just want to, you just want the end product. Yeah. So, so we're going to wrap it up. This is... Uh, been uh, an episode for me that I was looking forward to and you were dreading. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> but you made it. You made it out. Um, I'll go. I'll end it this way. <clears throat> the day you text me to to come back. Yeah. My wife was making fun of me because I was acting like I was in a relationship. <laughs> and that just shows me the impact you had on my life. Right. Thank a lot you, man. of people, it was a big team, it's lots of people. But you made a big impact in my life and you're a sounding board for me and I appreciate that sometimes. Yeah, man. You, you hear me out and you give me advice. You're saying this like we're ending the relationship. No, 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 no. we're still together. Are we ending an episode or no, a no, relationship? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just ending the episode, but I can't thank you enough for for having, uh, believing to come back. Right? Yeah, and I think I, I'll say one thing before, when we wrap this up. It's like the day I left, I remember I told you like, I don't see myself working for anyone else. And during that time I was gone, I didn't work for anyone else. And but even before I texted you, I was thinking about it for weeks. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, there's no plan B. I'm not working on a resume. I'm not calling up these old references to say, can I use you as a reference? I'm calling up my guy, Adam, and I'm going to see what he has to say and we'll go from there. And Best day ever. Things just worked out. <laughs> it worked out for the best. Yes, Thank sir. you, Ian. Thanks Thank for you. joining Thanks us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And another episode. Alrighty. See ya. Your coffee. You're not supposed to walk off the set, bro. What? <laughs> oh, I thought you might as well ask.